0: All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors, episode nine, live in the studio, Nick, Cody, Alex. It's been a good night already. We did our kids' giveaway earlier, got it kicked off on Facebook Live, had a lot of viewers tune in. Owen Waters, that's Zachary Waters' boy. They're from up in Jasper. Five-year-old Owen Waters was the winner of the prize, and it was a good one to give away. We ran through the bag, and if you weren't there to see it, we hate you missed it because it was a plenty of laughs and plenty of fun to go along been a fun day as it's been already and we're excited to get on into episode nine we had a star studded cast lined up to come in and be with us tonight and cody mayo and his two daughters mark tucker was going to come along with him they were going to kick off their discussion about their illinois trip this year and unfortunately they've succumbed to some illness right now they're all okay but they weren't able to be with us so it was an unfortunate and we were excited for it but it won't be long we'll get the old velvet spike slayer himself <laughs> and the rest of his crew on board with us so cody good to be here with you tonight man hey i'm happy to be here are you i am now don't start that already i went right with my feet all you right. can go straight straight how about you it's been a good day. It was actually a funny day for me, so I, I had to uh, go back to work today. I had a procedure done yesterday where I had to have an upper GI done on my throat. I've had some issues in the past with food, getting choked, blah, 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 but I had to have a procedure done where they went in and did a little biopsy, and let me tell you what happened. I got I to gotta tell you this before I get over and see what how next day went, but... So I went in, and they got the IV in. Everything was fine with it. We sat there, and, and I was running behind for my appointment time, so I was sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. I'd almost went to sleep, and I was sitting there, and this guy came in, and he and I had been talking up front a little bit. His name, I think it was Ty. He was up front, and he was a jovial guy. I like talking talk about basketball and whatnot. And he came in. He had his notebook. He said, all right, Mr. Alex, how are you doing today? I said, I'm doing pretty good. I was kind of groggy. He said, uh, so is this your first colonoscopy? <laughs> No, he didn't. I was like, huh? And I said, no, no, no. I'm having my throat worked on. Not not that end. I'm having my throat worked on. <laughs> he said, oh, hold on a second. Let me flip through my notes here. He said, are you sure that's what you're supposed to be? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. They're working on my throat, not my rear end. <laughs> by any means, he's like... I'm just kidding with you, man. Come on, I got you, I got you. Well, then they take me in the room in there, and they're like, well, right, you got to bite on this thing and roll over on your side. And I'm like, just to make sure, we're going in the mouth, right? And they said, yes, we're we're doing an upper GI. I was like, okay, that fellow in there said something about a colonoscopy, and the doctor was like, I don't even do that in this office. <laughs> so it was kind of a startling event, but everything went fine with that, and hopefully they got the issues figured out. So, Nick, did you have a good day, man?
1: It was good. It was um it was good. I'm glad we got to draw the kids' prize out. It's finally Friday. A Couple more days closer to Christmas, and a couple more days off from work.
0: How many days you got off? Yo, you working tomorrow? Saturday. Mm-hmm. No. no, just uh,
1: we're off Thursday, Friday
0: for Christmas. So you get a four-day weekend like I do. Yep. Cody, he's off from now until New Year's, I think.
2: No, not now. I'll, I'll work a few days next week, and then um, I'll be off. That's what you want to call New it. New Year's.
0: <laughs> Let me laugh at that (laughs) Oh that's a good joke Nick Tell us another one It's been fun already We ain't really got a lined up topic for us tonight But we're just going to roll with it and see what happens Nick hates doing that If Nick was sitting here and he didn't have a topic topic,
1: (laughs) I gotta have a topic We gotta have something to talk about I can't just go off the fly like you
0: Well I got a little bit of a topic for you Okay Okay And I don't know that it really resonates as much with you as it may with I or Cody or some of our followers out there. And we want to propose this question. But first off, we got a quick segment for you. We like to call shooting you straight. Cody, what you got over on the shooting it straight, shooting you straight side for us today? I'll take off first. I saw a question on there. Keith, I think it's old Keith Taylor up in Tennessee. He wanted to know how much wood could a woodchuck chuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. I never was good at that one. Keith, all I can say, son, is if it's one of them old soft Georgia pines, he could probably chuck a lot. But if it's one of them Tennessee hardwoods, he's going to wear his teeth out because I've been up there and I've cut wood for them. Also, Jeremy... The legend, Wilson, none other than Nick Wilson from the show's brother, asked where the egg house is. Now, I'm not quite sure where you found out about the old legendary egg house, Jeremy, but the egg house was a building that was up behind my old house that sat next to the original legend shack, a little house I grew up in, or excuse me, across the road from where I grew up in. It's my great aunt's house. Stephen Imbriano and I lived in that house for a while, and there was a building out back. We built a little porch off the front of it, and we spray-painted Egg House on the front of it. So that was that was where the Egg House was. We spent a lot of time up there. I don't know why it was called the Egg House. We never had any chickens or anything in it. may have had a few beers on the porch of it, and we just called it the Egg House. But that's that's where the Egg House was. There ain't much to say about that. The Legend Shack 2 is where all the memories are made and where our future studio will be housed. It's coming right along. Y'all, stay tuned a lot for of that. Fish,
1: <coughs> a lot of fish fries at both of them.
0: Twelve, we twelve had 12, all together. twelve years of fish fries at at the uh, original Egg House and at the New Legend Shack. We we had a lot of fun during those fish fries. Had the boys over one weekend playing rock and roll music for us, and a lot of people really enjoyed that. So, hopefully. Talk about it outdoors can have a cookout like that one of these mm-hmm. days and we can get all our followers to come over and, and hang out with us maybe Absolutely. and do a live broadcast. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So may not be quite as rowdy as they used to be. We'll probably try to calm it down a little bit because we'll bring the kids, maybe send everybody home before dark. Pretty old. Lunchtime meet. <laughs> yeah, we used to do it at 3, and then the old crowd left, and then the young crowd came in at dark, and we'd be up till daylight the next day. And my body can't handle it like it used to. A
1: lot of fish got taken down. A lot of battering out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: butter and fried hush puppies Willie would always kick off him hush puppies throw it down
1: and he'd be looking for a shade him and them older fellas
0: <laughs> they always got underneath that red bud tree him and mike whitfield stanley and danny d board dad they'd always kick it around over there eddie green eddie green would be up there and they'd always hang out and have fun what you got for us waddy
2: uh blake king proposed this uh, a few days ago we didn't get to it um basically want to know the way it's worded, basically want to know deer numbers. I guess what's the difference in management in the Midwest compared to the South? I guess what do we see as far as numbers when we're out there versus in Georgia? And <laughs> A big difference to me. But I think it has a lot to do with the type of seasons and the type of ground. I mean, you're looking at all agriculture out there, right? You may take this. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you that um, I think
1: you can. It depends on where you hunt out in Georgia. Let's say you hunt in, maybe you hunt in a farm field down in South Georgia, or you got some good food plots, or you got some good deer. I would say your numbers could be very close. Or if you're hunting a suburban area or in in town area, but the places myself I hunt, ten to one.
0: Midwest to here, Midwest to here. Yeah,
1: um, I think I think there's good places in Georgia that, that produces good deer, great deer. Oh yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of deer in Georgia. Oh yeah. But far as my confidence is a lot more up there than it is around here where I hunt. Now, I, I don't have the best places here either. So
0: well, I think your confidence when you get into the Midwest because we've spoke about this previously. The number of deer per capita per mile i don't have the exact numbers but it could be you know 25 to 1 to where it's here it could be 1 to 25 i mean we just don't see the number of deer here in north georgia Now i'm not talking about south georgia i know I, I a guy made a comment the other day he said you just ain't hunting the right areas of georgia and i said well maybe not i am hunting in north georgia I'm hunting in small blocks of timber that, you know, my family's on for a lot of years and I'm hunting in little small areas that I've got permission to hunt where I may be lucky enough to see four or five deer in a sit, but that's a rarity here. You go down to South Georgia in what they call the black belt region, where it's a lot of farmland, a lot of cropland, a lot for them to eat. You're going to see a lot of deer. And and I agree with that in the concept that when you get into those areas, but I tell you what, realistically, it's the same way in the Midwest, if you're in an area that's really hilly in Missouri, or you're in an area that's got not got a lot of agriculture mm-hmm. about it, there's not going to be a lot of deer there because there's nothing for them to eat. That's right. So you got to manage. You got to. It don't
1: matter where you're at. If you if you can manage those deer, you're gonna you see those deer. So if you're not, I mean,
0: I think you still got to shoot the adequate amount of does. And, um, but even still, in the Midwest, I think you see a lot more management because they have the potential to grow bigger deer. If you let a deer here walk that's four and a half years old, that's a one thirty he's likely not going to make it back to next season. I've been fortunate enough to see some deer year after year after year grow that nobody ever took that I saw. You know, they could have been taken by somebody that never posted a Mm -hmm. picture of it or anything.
1: I think a big difference too is is most of the places we hunt up there in the Midwest is pretty open, and there ain't much timber we hunt, so we're able to see a lot further and see a lot more deer. So, I mean, maybe if it was all timber where I hunted there, I may only see two or three deer in the morning, evening, or set, but sometimes I see a lot more deer than that even though they're way outside of bow range.
0: But we know the the likelihood of us being able to see a good shooter mm-hmm. buck there is much higher than it is here. That's right, that's right. And I think that's what, you know, drives us on. Blake, uh, appreciate the question, man, and I hope we gave you an adequate enough answer there. I'm, I'm not sure it touched on exactly what you wanted, but that's, you know, that's our yeah. our theology on it. Shoot shoot more deer up north. They kill a lot of does during shotgun. They kill a lot of deer, you know, during those two weeks that they have to hunt during the gun season we've got a three month long gun exactly. season here That's so awesome. you're going to see a lot more you know fall so um what was do we have any yeah more questions? we got
2: one more from my avid listener he's a i don't know he's all right guy nick wilson posted a question <laughs> about basically any advice for anyone new wanting to get into hunting in the outdoors it,
1: when i posted that i'll let you guys answer when i posted that i i, I, I was probably taking it as a Twenty-year-old, thirty-year-old, forty-year-old, fifty-year-old, trying to get into hunting. What would be from anything from camouflage to scent, bow, gun, state. What I mean. I, go ahead,
2: Cody. I was uh, my thing. Not even getting that deep into it would be finding people that are into the outdoors. That you, I don't know, like you may hear somebody talking at a local barber shop or something about it, and just. I tell you, if they're an avid deer hunter, they they're gonna want to talk about it. That's you know? right. So, you know, ping them up on some questions, ask them, you know, their philosophy. Ask, you know, tell them what you got to work with, and um,
0: kind of go from there. I mean, the internet's a great source now as well. So, I think the biggest thing with that though, in in our region, is if there's somebody new wanting to get into hunting, we're stingy. That's and, true. and I'm very stingy with my hunting ground and the places that I hunt because I've worked hard to get those places for myself, mm-hmm. and I want the opportunity to be able to take a deer there. Now, when it comes to taking a friend or taking someone, uh, you know, a kid or whatever it may be, I'm okay with that. But someone that's never hunted before that just immediately pings me as a stranger wanting to go to my spots to hunt, I find it hard to be able to take them to those spots. I, I, w- I
2: wasn't saying that. I was just... And I wouldn't tell them, you know, where I hunted per se or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of public land in Georgia, even in North Georgia, that you could point them in the direction
0: to. But the problem with it is most of those people are going to want you to take and show them because we live in a show-me society. That's true. Where people aren't wanting to put – they really don't want to put in the work for it, so they just want you to show them, hey, I want you to take me out here. You kill all these deer. You, you're you always taking good deer. I want to go with this guy. And that's what they look for as a easy out – to go and get into hunting, right. and I I, I don't want to mean sound coarse or or cross by saying that, mm-hmm. but I don't like getting new people into hunting in my areas. Now, what I do like to do is discuss hunting topics with someone, and if I feel like they're avid enough, what you said, pointing them to a management area, go right. walk around on a management area, get out in the woods, and take your time and exactly. and spend time learning the woods. That's what you need to do first. You know, go take a hunter safety course. Absolutely, that's yeah. a big thing. Oh yeah, yep, for sure if you're not safe i don't want you in the woods with me cody and i've been nope. unfortunate enough to run into guys up on some public areas that we've hunted in north georgia where we've seen guys getting out of the truck opening walmart bags and putting brand new camouflage on and you know good and well they've never been in the woods in their life and they're as likely to hurt somebody as they are to help somebody oh yeah
1: yeah they're out there i mean
0: all i can say is if you're interested in getting into hunting and you're listening to this podcast Tune in as we go along. Take what we say as a grain of salt because it's all opinion based. There's nothing factual that we're gonna put out there. Some of it may be, and some of it may be tried and true methods that we like to put out, but take it with a grain of salt and read. Read some of the magazines, read some of the books and stuff that are available out there. Pick up a GON a G O N magazine. G O
2: N forum online. I mean they're hunting shows. Yeah,
0: yeah. the 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 internet's a plethora of, of availability of you know, knowledge mm-hmm. or, or information that you can get. But my biggest thing, and I want to stress this more and more and more as we go along is please find a safe way to do it. Cause I don't want anybody that I hunt with or friends with or whatever it may be to go out and, you know, and get hurt out there in the woods. So do it safely. And if there's anything you want to ask, as far as the question goes, don't take what I said as me being coarse, hit me up. I'll be more than happy to talk to you about it.
1: I would say um, if somebody probably approached me and, and we're looking how to get into deer hunting. I would probably, you know, explain to them what I know, and then I would go, you know, you know, you probably need to find yourself a piece of property that you can hunt. There's, if if this is, I'm talking about Georgia, you could find a, you can find a piece of government ground, WMA as we call them, or you could find a club. And one of the biggest places to look, and I look every now and then, is on GON. You go to the GON form, you scroll down to, um. Uh, i think it's you can find a club it's, it's like find a club or something at the bottom you can click on that a lot of clubs are looking for members um i would start there like you said like alex said read and get, try to get your facts together and and just be safe out there like alex said again just just make sure it's a deer if you're unsure don't don't shoot i don't care if you got a bow gun crossbow crossbow just use safety make sure 100 percent it's the full deer but just find a club, just go do some scouting. Wait till, you know, wait till season's over, and and just go walk around and enjoy it and take it in, and and I think you'll gain a lot. We had a, going back to that last episode, we had a hunting club in Putnam County, and, and uh, my dad worked with a guy, and he still hunts with us to this day, and he's a great friend of ours. And um, he approached my dad about getting in that club, and and uh, dad kind of took him down there, and he's been hunting with us ever since. So just. Somebody asked, man, just help them out as much as you can. You don't have to give them your spots, but you can lead them in the right direction just like you were led.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and like I said, I don't mean to sound coarse or cross when I say that, but it is it mm-hmm. is tough, you know, the work that we put in as as hunters to want to find. And instead of just jumping right into the conversation that, hey, I want to go hunting with you, find out what it takes to get into that hunting. You know, hey, man, you need help planting your food plots this weekend? A guy offers to come help f- plant food plots or trim roads or, or whatever it may be that goes right. into that hunting club would be much more apt to take you hunting when it comes time to, you know, get with it as, as you just showing up and hunting. Well, how many people have we had message us,
2: hey, what part of Illinois was y'all hunting in? Yeah.
0: Sorry. people people, yeah. <laughs> people people get mad at me all the time because they'll ping me, hey, can you, you know, help me out with what area you were hunting in? I was hunting in Illinois. Well, what part of Illinois? Southern? Well, what part of southern that's about as much as i'm going to give you and it's not for it's not for me being mean or anything else i don't want you in my places sorry to be like that but if, a lot of work a lot you know of time, if i put man. in i put in the effort to get out there and find it like cody did or, or like nick did to get in a club up there he's up there scouting he's up there putting boots on the ground and Like I said, if you're interested in getting into hunting, first thing you need to do is get online, find out when they're doing a uh, hunter safety course in the state of Georgia. It's required to buy a license if you were born after 1964. You have to have it to buy a hunting license in the state, as most states require now. Even if you're going to an out-of-state place, Illinois, ours reciprocate with them. A lot of states across the country, they reciprocate with each other as far as safety goes, Mm -hmm. and they want to make sure everyone's being safe there. So, I think that was I think that was a great question Nick to to kind of drum up some interest in people that maybe listen to this podcast for the first time and if you hear that statement I made about not wanting to give up all my information it's not for me being recourse or, or mean about it I'm and i just, don't
1: I don't think nobody'll take it that way I don't think, i mean think I think people understand people understand you're not they're not gonna step on your step on your toes but I think some people don't know how to ask for the help that they need mm-hmm to get outdoors and, and and to learn that just because they maybe somebody wasn't ever there, there to teach them or uh,
2: somebody wasn't there to help them, but because at the end of the day we want as many people out out in the outdoors enjoying it as as we can get because that's just better for I mean because although hunting is gaining a lot of interest in a lot of ways there's a lot of pressure on it as well so
0: there's a lot of fall off from it a lot yeah. of people that don't understand the whole concept of what exactly. hunting is. And whether it be the media portraying it that way or whether it be uh, the news or or the uh, um, social media outlets, the way they portray hunters is just a a bunch of ruthless slaughters out there killing animals and just leaving them laying. It's not that case at all. And I don't have to sit here and stress and talk about how much, you know, the hunting lifestyle has done for my life. Without somebody that's been able to live it, they're not going to understand it anyway. So um but that was i think that was a good question, good Nick. question and, Nick. and like i said anybody that feels free to reach out to us i promise you one of the three of us is going to get on there and we're going to answer your question it's yeah. not not without not without you know uh, uh goes without saying that we'll help you any way we can so what else you got that's about that's about it for this uh... <laughs> that's it for this segment of shooting you straight that's good was that good that's a good session i thought yeah. it was good i thought that went well I thought we answered all the all the good questions. We got yeah. the egg house in there, we got the woodchuck. And those little funny questions like that, y'all may think y'all are being funny on there. We laugh about that all day long. Mm-hmm. Who that po- who posted that on there? Who put that <laughs> on there about the woodchuck? And I was like, Ask my old buddy up in Tennessee. He's a good dude and I'm gonna answer it for him. You comment on there, we gonna do our best to get to it. So well, that's it for that episode of Shooting It Straight. We ain't got nobody that was brought to by this week. If anybody <laughs> wants to get in on a sponsorship for that that segment, hit me up or hit Cody up or hit Nick up. We'd be we glad to throw your name out there. We ain't got nothing about that. But we're going to talk about it first, I promise you. So, Right on into that segue, um, I had thought about this earlier that there's certain things that all of us, you know, as we go along in their day to day lives, you gotta have your billfold, you gotta have your pocket knife, you gotta have your cell phone, you gotta have your watch, blah 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 blah, et cetera, Whatever it may be. But as the listener out there, after you hear this episode, and Cody will post up a question: What are those must-have items that when you're going to the woods, you have to have without question? And I'm going to start with Nick. He's got one because I, I I promise I think it's going to be a good one. So, Nick, must have I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. Well, no, I want three. Well, you can come back around the table. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to give go. you one. <laughs>
1: okay. And it's going to go back to the last question we had. Put your safety harness on. Oh, amen. That absolutely. is – that absolutely. is. If you're getting off the ground. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you're getting off the ground, I don't care if you, I don't care how skilled you are getting in a climber. I don't care how good you can climb that ladder stand. I don't care how good you, how safe that lock-on is. I don't care if you're four foot off the ground.
2: You got somebody to go home to. That is 100% one of my must-haves. I have it on every time. Um, if I if I know I'm going to any kind of, any type of elevated platform stand, anything, I've got mine on,
0: 100%. But you know, we had a, a gentleman in our community, I don't know how many years ago it was, that actually fell out of a deer stand. He was paralyzed from the waist down. Randy Howe's dad. I don't know if you ever knew that or not. He was hunting behind behind their house where they lived at on 140, and Randy's no longer with us, rest his soul. We loved Randy to death, but his dad, when when I was a kid, he was paralyzed by falling out of a deer stand. I think it was a built stand. I'm not sure. That was before my time, maybe even. I was mm-hmm. a kid when it happened, possibly, but I remember hearing he had fell out of a deer stand, and safety harnesses weren't something that they probably even thought about back then, but they're so readily available You can get one given to you, I promise, if you post on any forum out there. If you buy a deer stand, it comes comes with with a safety harness. Yeah, I've probably thrown away a half a dozen of them, and I promise you someone out there will give you a harness. It may Mm -hmm. be a little cumbersome to put on, but I promise you. You'll get
2: used to it if you're not used to it. And if you've got a kid that hunts and you're listening to this and you don't know about safety harnesses or need some advice or don't know where to find one, hit us up. Yes. Yeah, Cody's got,
0: Cody's had Caden in a deer stand for quite a number of years, and he's always had that safety harness and lifeline on. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's came about in the last few years, those lifelines where you're connected and tethered to the tree as soon as you leave the ground. I
1: mean, Going back to last week's episode, Putnam County, we didn't wear safety harnesses. I'd climb some of the raggediest stands <laughs> and be that, to I, death the that whole time. I wouldn't get in, you know, and wouldn't think nothing about it. And now I won't go. I want him even get my climber, and that's about the safest safest thing
2: I feel in. Yeah, even in a climber, a lot of people think, "Oh, you got that bar around you, or or whatever." Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, anything could happen. That's I mean. right. My cousin was climbing out of a a ladder stand, stepped off and, and fell out of it and hurt his back. I mean, it didn't hurt him to the point of you know being disabled, but he just a simple buddy stand that he was climbing down out of. So you got to use those safety. That's a good one, Nick. I, I appreciate that. That's that's something we hadn't brought up before. That um and if you got any questions about safety harnesses i promise paying either one of us we we can tell you whatever what we use mm-hmm. and it I, I can i can tell you the easiest way to use the safety harness and the easiest items to get it might cost you a couple hundred bucks but it's gonna be a lot cheaper than being paralyzed the rest of your life yeah that's right what else what do you got alex my first one mm-hmm. tp Toilet paper. Don't leave the house without the TP, right. or That's you'll right. you'll cut the hood off a hoodie. You'll be walking around sockless. You'll... I don't go. So- I leave the bottom part of my sock. Oh, you just cut the <laughs> ankle. <laughs> top yeah, top cut off. the ankle out. Man, I never thought about
1: that. Leave the bottom part. That way, you can keep hunting. <laughs> it's thicker up top, and <laughs> well, them
0: boggins. I've, I've ruined many a good boggins. I always keep a spare boggin, but TP toilet paper always got it in my bag. Absolutely, or a handful of napkins from hardy's when I left. Diane, oh. if you listen, we, we love you biscuits. <laughs> or just or just don't drink coffee before you go. I drink coffee the whole time. I'm gone. I got my metal thermos. So I carry it with me. Cody's seen me tote that thing mm-hmm. all over Illinois, and I left it in, Iowa in John Wallace's truck. So, okay. Don't have my thermos. A but-
2: little, little trivial, but, I mean, it may seem like nothing, but I always make sure I have two, and that's flashlight i always have just because two flashlights i always have a headlamp and i have extra a handheld flashlight just a small one and because i've been in those situations when i was younger even hunting around the house where pretty much knew where i was at you you hunt till dark you got deer underneath you you're gonna wait till they leave so you don't bust them out and then i mean just mainly for safety really but i always
0: got my headlamp and like you said i've always got a little cheap Yep. A clicker flashlight in my bag check your batteries before you go out because mm-hmm. i've wore i always keep an extra set of batteries yeah i do too yep. i throw some me in the bottom well. Absolutely. a couple of triple a's in there because mm-hmm. i've i've been walking out of the woods on light go to flicker and <laughs> as you're <laughs> walking along and it's just
1: <laughs> and yeah, I'm not, scared to death that
0: i've been there many times yeah, i'm not scared of the dark I'm scared of what's in it yeah For i sure. don't know I, my mind gets playing tricks on <laughs> me like
2: walking <laughs> through that wheat grass up here in that, illinois something something you and
0: one time i was walking i'll out. tell you what else go ahead sorry. <laughs> one sorry. time i was walking out of the woods cody's heard this before i was walking out and i took my stand off the tree and i was walking along and i and i something was behind me lord help i was just it's nothing there and it was just i'd walk along and, it was, and when i turned around it got closer what it was i was dragging my rope i pulled my gun up with behind me and it was dragging behind me so when i turned it roll up on me quick i know 30-06 was ready to bark when i spun around and i was like golly now i turned around bigfoot standing there and i really
1: scared <laughs> But you ever walked up on a them armadillos rooting in the ground at
0: night i've never seen but one armadillo I'm, in my life in the woods i've never Dude, seen, them seen things are loud now we used to get go down to south georgia coon hunting and i'd see them you know but as far as deer hunting i've only ever seen one i was in taylor uh harris county with cody uh Cody Davis, he and I were down there, and the hoodows had gotten to holler, and he was scared to death running across the field, thought a, a, a souped-up spider monkey was that him. You know how they make that crazy oh, noise? Yeah. Well, they got to doing that, and he got me scared over there, and there comes the armadillo down through the woods. And I couldn't see it. I had done drawed back. I was fixing a lot of times to I just something. get under the leaves. I've been sitting there in the deer
1: stand before, and I'm like, Eric, there comes a deer, comes a deer, comes a deer. Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? And finally look underneath your stand. And there that joker comes rooting under the
0: leaves well armadillos are starting to get popular up they in our are. area big time big I know. time i think it was you like
2: i saw a dead armadillo on the side of 140 i was like no you didn't and then i got two on trail camera yeah i know i mean they yeah. popped through and i'm like i've seen some on 140 and first one i ever seen was a couple of years ago
1: in barrett parkway i
2: have the worst problems with skunks i got cornered by a skunk this year in illinois Couldn't they're bad up there i've had them run me down up there <laughs> i was scared to death they're gonna run me down you ever
1: seen
0: these long legs move <laughs> i
1: had one last year <laughs> <laughs> I had I hunt this big cypress tree and it's got all these holes underneath. One come down through there, and went underneath that tree, and I was in a lock on. I thought,
0: "How Hell am I gonna off. get there? <laughs> hello <laughs> I'm gonna Here get go. about the third
1: step and jump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gone. No, that's um, something I've only ever seen one of. Dogs got sprayed with it in Arkansas. It's gonna, you can smell them dogs in the dog box. We had a, my coon dog and somebody else has got sprayed one night. Um, you know where that coon dogs at? Still in Arkansas. (laughs) I didn't ride all the way back to Georgia with that stinking dog. Um, What's
1: something else? Something that's – once I I started hunting up in Illinois, and my safety harness has got it built in, but I always carry my binoculars everywhere. i got a small pair of uh, Nikons. Every time I go, because they're attached to my safety harness, they go because hunting up there, you're trying to scan those fields. And I also use it here – and I even leave them on there when I take my rifle, just to keep from picking my rifle up every time if I see something. So those are always, always with me.
0: Yeah, anybody that's not used a binocular harness yet, uh, go ahead and, and check those out. Uh, Alps makes a great one that I've I made fun of all those guys up.
2: wearing them things. Dude, ask Cody. They're that. legit. They're that. legit invest in one and get one there mine, My mine's got a ra-
0: mine's got a range finder on pouch on the side of it yeah and i love that one i've got but I, there there's a lot of them out there and i saw one that that that's even i like even better than the one i've got as far as the flip top goes up in Iowa, it's a it's a mule muley okay that joker is sweet i like the way it looked i like the way it flipped down better than mine but it didn't have a place to put the range. what's from. the other the, what's the other just a thin one where it hangs just a
1: just a that's a bino harness yeah i so i use that during turkey season i switch it off of my yeah um and those are really good harness but it, I, if, I put that on there in turkey season if well, you got
2: those tracked yeah, ones those tracked ones i think mossy oak makes them there's a bunch of people that's kind of taking over those brands it's just a nylon like stretchy nylon yeah that, yeah, yeah that's what i use those are those are good because you can fit them over anything yeah take them off real quick um,
0: you got it you, you got any kind of special knife that you
1: carry with you <sighs> i do I, I just put a knife in my bag this year. Uh, I usually don't, but I do always carry a bag
2: with me with a saw in it.
1: Never know when you might need that
2: saw.
0: A bone saw or a, a limb saw. Limb saw. Yeah, a limb I saw. Got, I got a
2: limb saw, but I do have a um, I do have a knife that's very special to me. I haven't had it a real long time, but uh, it's a double blade case knife in a leather pouch. That uh my best buddy gave me. Sitting right there. <laughs> and uh it's got a lot of a lot of sentimental uh value and it gets used too. It gutted some it's gutted a mini. And uh
0: I've got the same case knife that he's talking about, double bladed I got when I was twelve year old. I wanted one like Uncle wyvern That's what Uncle wyvern always carried, it's what Doug always carried. Damon's got one of them, that whole tribe, I'm sure Larry Dupree and and uh, Max Epperson and those guys, they carried them. And, but I, I wanted one, and Dad got me one, and I actually lost it, which is why I bought the one that Cody's got now. But Dad gave it back to me about a year later from from me having that. But I've had that knife since I was 12-year-old. So 22 years, it's been skinning skinning deer. And there's a lot of memories went into it. A little bit of my blood went on that old joker a time <laughs> or two. That stainless steel blade, you can get her sharp as Still a razor. Sharp. But it, uh, it's a it's
2: definitely – it's in the bag now every time. Even if I take, I, I'll have a, a couple extra knives in there that I have just in case i you know, drop, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, I don't
0: take that one out of my bag. I don't carry it at all. I don't, as yeah. far as carrying it no. on my side, it's no. in my bag because I don't want to lose it. Yeah. That's it, the biggest thing. It's
2: in my hunting backpack right now. Um, I only took it out to skin a few deer, cleaned it up. Put sharp, right put a sharp, there. put a put the edge back on it, threw it right back in the bag. So that's something very, very special to me. And I, every time I harvest a deer, I'll be, I'm make sure to I'll lay that thing out there on a the
0: deer and I'll send a picture to Alex, let him know he's there with me for sure. Well, it was actually the same knife that we gave away. Uh, in, in our contest that Tony won, it's the, it's the same hunter-style yeah, two-blade knife. It's the same style knife. Yep. Um, it's that same. To me, that's a quintessential hunting knife. If, yeah. if anybody out there is looking to get somebody a hunting knife, you can go and spend, and I've done it, you can spend a fortune on any kind of custom-made knife out there. But if you want to buy a quality hunting knife that will do anything you need to do as far as skinning and processing game, go buy a two-blade hunter case. You can get it tractor supplies got them right now for 55 bucks they're just a standard model right. i don't like the sheath that's in them as good now as the older ones the old woven sheath. but they're they're the same knife make sure it's got the oss on it don't buy the carbon model it's like a 1098 i think steel that's on it now they tend to rust a little bit more with the old stainless steel blade case knives if you're listening <laughs> go ahead and holler at me because uh, i've been using one and i can tell a lot of stories about it but Really, the only other thing that I've got that it is a quintessential part of my hunting equipment is my Tink's number 69 hat. I've been wearing that hat since mm-hmm. 2010. I've, every deer except one that I've killed since 2010, I've had that hat on. The only one that I didn't have it on in was when I was in South Georgia. I was at um, uh, Mr. Joe, Joe Shivers' place, and, and I had on in my Under Armour hat that, that everybody at the bar up in Iowa has signed but to me, that's been the, the best best as it goes. So, right, it sounds like uh, we got a we got a stomping friend coming down the steps with his red headed beard a shining. Jason Whited himself has entered the building. Jason, come on over here, sit down with us for a minute. He he ain't going to. He's going to be bashful. You ain't even got to talk. Just sit down there. You got your G.O.N. hat on. Yeah, you're playing right here, the part. Right <laughs> <laughs> Let's put the earphone. on. You, you, you put it on. You ain't even got to listen. He's, He's going to sit, gonna sit over here to the side. Let me tell you something about old Jason White. He's a hammer when it comes to them biscuits and them box blinds on a Saturday morning. He done killed him <laughs> a nice eight-pointer this year. You don't want to talk about it? You sure? You <laughs> sure? you ain't ready, ain't ready get you a few more of them naturals in you you'll feel a little better and might talk a little bit so as we said quintessential hunting items if you got something you i want got to one talk more about, oh i'm sorry excuse me whoa pumpy breaks there, uh, mouth
1: sometimes we have to stop him he gets it going <laughs> he gets about like an auctioneer
2: we got to reel, reel him in you can't you can't forget something to drink oh. and a little debbie <laughs> Well, we took that as a given.
0: <laughs> if you want a little Debbie kick, we already know you prefer a fudge round. Is that your favorite? Is that what you like? Fudge round? Uh, I won't push none of them away. <laughs> I'll
1: just take whatever.
0: But, but if you were buying, what would you buy? I don't know. You know, I. Swiss cake roll, oatmeal mm, pie, brownie, oatmeal pies, uh, Oatmeal
2: cream pie is the best technique. And I loose. don't
0: like the big ones that got too much nope. cream yeah, in them. Yeah, that's bit. right.
2: The small ones are better. My favorite is honey bun. But they just get ruined in your backpack. Well, I think I think What's the fudge I like star Crunch <laughs> in my
1: bag. It don't. It don't star get. Star crunches
2: really. are good, especially if it's cold. Well, if you, you
1: gotta ever be careful to when eat, eat cold. it. Yeah, you'll bust tooth off. You oh, yeah. talk
0: about a crown being left laying in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Fire off into a concrete damn uh, Indulged uh, star crunch. You'll be in trouble. Star crunches get too hard for me. I like a oatmeal pie. You can put it in your pocket with a hand warmer. Three <laughs> minutes on high, it gets warm <laughs> for you. So.
1: Are you good now? No. Ask Red what he keeps. He, ain't, Red he, ain't he can to, answer it from he over
0: there. To talk. Red, what's you, for what's something that you have to have in your bag when you go hunting? You, you, one thing, one item you must have at all times, whether it be a sentimental item. We done cover toilet paper. You ain't got to <laughs> say that. So We got yeah. snacks. So. so, his papa's old knife. Is it a case or uh, a yeah. butt So, it's an old case knife. We're going to have than? to get mm-hmm. Nick on the case train. Cody's got a case knife he carries. You do. I do. I bet Mulkey's got some kind of old uh, charade from down at uh, at Walmart. He probably picks up because he can't keep up with nothing. (laughs) He ain't going to come on here and talk and defend himself so I can talk about him all he wants. (laughs) So there you go, another case knife toter. If you need the idea to get somebody for Christmas, you got six days. Get your butt on over to Tractor Supply, $55 double-bladed case hunter. You can get it for them now, and they'll be happy with it. So is that all you got?
1: I don't carry nothing
2: else about it. I mean, I got a backpack full of stuff. I don't know if it's stuff I need. I got smoke
0: centers. I got (laughs) retractable harnesses. I've got all kinds of little doodads and batteries and stuff, and I ain't going to go into all my cool little gadgets. Brandon Poole said, I'm Inspector Gadget of deer hunting. He said, you got more stuff in your bag than anybody ever seen. I almost need that game cart to get my bag to the tree. (laughs) I I downsize big time. I got tired of toting stuff. You look like that. You, you know that <laughs> that is
1: yeah. I downsize everything but my belly. Um, <laughs> it is nice to uh, have those pockets on that hunter's uh, safety system because I put all my gloves and stuff in that, so I don't have to. I'm not always looking for them.
2: Tactical fudge rounds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you Got to be careful. Sometimes I like to take a pop tart, but man, them things are loud in the
0: woods. <laughs> yeah. Make what? What's your favorite flavor of pop tart? any kind (laughs) oh god we gotta get off snacks i'm not yeah we gotta get off snacks i don't put
1: much push much food away
0: alex well that's (laughs) parents uh nothing else carrying her bag that's enough of that segment i want to roll right into another little topic though it just hit me Uh uh-oh just hit me like these lies lies Um, Lies. Oh, you go ahead. We'll just uh, here, back listen let me I'm to gonna go upstairs. <laughs> yeah. You Alex, want he's he's upstairs, you just talk, Alex. <laughs> now I want you to think back at the biggest lie you were ever told when you were learning how to deer hunt. Now let me let me preface this by saying he's gonna come from that way. Which way does a deer come from when you think it's gonna come? The other way. All right, when I was a kid, I will never forget. Uncle Irvin would always say, they're going to come from that way. Every time, they're going to come from that way. Guess what way they never came from? That way. <laughs> that way. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm not talking about lies like telling, oh, I seen the big buck. I seen the big this. Mm. I seen the big that. How many times have you been in deer camp and heard those good old lies? Now, do you, do you consider them lies or do you consider them tales? To me, they're tales. I don't necessarily consider them lies. But as it goes, what I want you to think about, and you don't have to do it right now. No, I'll call you off have guard to, with that. We may have to talk on this one on next episode. I, I want you to think about it. No, that's what I'm saying tonight. You ain't got to talk about it. But I want you to think about biggest deer lie you've ever been told. Don't have to be necessarily.
2: Yeah, Not a specific lie, but just something you were told time and time again. That was going to happen, and it never has yeah. happened. Like, if you see this happening, you, you better watch because this is going to happen. Yeah.
0: That Let's think about that. Maybe not necessarily a, a, a lie, but a tale. I want you to think about that. Some of those old timers told you some crazy tales. I know they did, and I know you're not a quick thinker, so it's not. I <laughs> got to think, too, because I can probably. I can Put do. that in your brain. Anybody out there that you want to comment on, throw us one. Dear lies. Not lot lies down, but lies. So, as we said on a previous uh episode we've got some merchandise coming. Mm-hmm. This past week Exciting. we met with um with Miss Tracy at PDQ print shop. She's got us a logo drawn up. We're pretty excited about that logo and uh we're gonna have uh we're gonna have some hats made up and some t shirts and some koozies and keychains or whatnot, maybe some cups, whatever it may be, but we'll uh we'll be posting more of that stuff as it comes along in the uh in the future. Um, but, uh, we're excited for that. And, uh, Cody will probably have a picture of that post post in the next few days. Cause yeah, I was waiting. Yeah. Well, Tracy's, she's working to get, you know, product right now. Cause with the virus and everything, it's hard for them to get stuff and, and get, get things in. So mm-hmm. they're running a little low on product, but that's, that's the biggest holdup right now for us to even have some sample stuff coming in. So, gotcha. um, we appreciate her working hard on that. She's done a really good job with it. And I think everybody's going to be excited for that. So.
2: What else you got, Cody? I don't know. I'm trying to think of deer lies now. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <clears throat> Nick? Nick? I don't have no big deer lies. Um. You're hey,
0: far. Red? How's life treating you? <laughs> Johnson County? Ain't that where y'all at? Red's got a club down in Johnson County. It ain't even actually a club. It's a it's a purchase. He He's got a land block down there that is like... The Mecca for deer hunting. Matt Mulkey, we tried to get him. We tried to get Mulkey to talk about that awesome buck he killed. He wouldn't do it. It was on Sunday morning, though, and he didn't feel well. He'd stayed up too late. Didn't get his sleep in. So, Was he excited when he shot that buck? Yeah. Well, that's good. Wasn't as big as what he thought. They never are, are they? Let's talk about what happened a little
2: earlier for the podcast kicked off first thing that's happened since last july oh gosh first
0: time today alex drew the old hoit back and let let a few fly yeah i did manage to get the uh the axia set up this past week with everything on it and picked up a uh picked up a sight and got it on there and for the uh, first time since the old hand explosion i was able to to flick a few downrange and uh and send them and i i'm here to tell you for a bow to go from 33 and a half, 34 inches as i've always shot down to 29 and a half inches um it's it's really going to be something uh something special to use that uh i'm excited for um i i think that the bow is going to be different and uh, i think it's going to be a, a stone cold killer we're um, gonna do a bow review as far as a dead in the hand, flat killer at fifty six pounds, still in a five hundred grain air as fast as anything I'd ever wanted to shoot, and I'm gonna actually go in a little lighter with it. I mean, I'm gonna drop down to to the three nineties, taking about a grain and a half off mm-hmm. each inch, um, which is only gonna drop me down about thirty grains. It's not gonna take me down below much below four fifty, which will still be screaming, but. I, I think inside it's gonna be it's gonna be a little. Once I get outside and get it tuned in, I think it'll be a, a little worse and uh, or a little slower. But I don't think it's I, gonna be anything that I've. Got I didn't, see, no, to worry I didn't about. see nothing slow. And yours, talk about that, Matthews. I mean, what you think about it? You've uh, had it what three weeks now?
2: Yeah, no, I I like it. It's I mean, it's shooting tacks. I'm still getting used to it. I mean, it's uh, a V three. V three shooting a lot heavier airs than i have ever you know ever been used to. I'm shooting them FMJs this year. About 75 kinetic pounds, though, of force. Only shooting, well, I say only, 270 feet a second. at 64 pounds of draw. But well, I was
0: amazed at how, how much easier that bow is to draw oh, compared to that Defiant. Three years difference, so probably four mm-hmm. years. Mine was a 16 going to a 20, and the The advancements that and I'm a Hoyt guy and and I wanted a Hoyt. I wanted to stick with it. I thought about swapping up and going mm-hmm. to something else, but I'm glad I stuck with what I did. I'm very pleased with everything I've done thus far with it. That integrated rest, I really like it. It seems quiet off the riser. It doesn't make a lot of noise. The bow's light. It's probably going to weigh in somewhere around seven pounds with everything connected on it. Um, the sight I went with the uh, the CBE Engage Micro. It's a five pin sight. And that's another topic that we could go off into. I'm not a single-pin guy. I don't uh, like moving that pin when when the moment's going on because I forget. I get caught up in the moment, and I forget to move that pin. So I actually went from a Fast Eddie XL back to the CBE 5 pin. And from what I can tell, I'm going to like the sight. I like the sight picture on it, and I think it's going to do me pretty well. And you went with a – I went with HHA Tetra single-pin.
2: Um, I had the optimizer. Well, it's still on my creed. My son's shooting, but I just like a single pin. I like a clear visual. I don't like a lot of obstructions. A lot of pins mess me up, so I take the extra little time to dial. And sometimes, I mean, I'll shoot twenty. I'll believe it on twenty-five, and you know, I'll know where I'll be hitting it twenty and thirty.
0: Generally, when you're in the woods, twenty yeah. thirty yards is your shot. If you're looking at making a longer range shot, I will agree with you that that single pin design does give you a better advancement as far as having less crowd Mm -hmm. in your sight picture. I've been one, though, that's thrown an arrow when I had it turned at 30 yards and shoot under them. Oh, Um, yeah. And that's that's my fault for not checking my sight and, and making sure it was set to the right setting it happened. Two years ago on opening day when I first started using it, I missed the doe. She was at probably 18 yards, and I had it set on 30, and I shot over mm-hmm. the deer. I mean, I went right over her back. I mean, clear as day. Now, I was shooting a 64-pound defiant, 34, and it had almost a 500-grain arrow. So, I'm I'm not real confident yeah. in the fact that that bow was shooting near as fast as this one is at 56 pounds. It's a little rocket. I know we held them up beside each other. and it's Mine's the V331
2: and i mean you're an inch and a half shorter
0: right 29 and a half inches
2: and uh but man it seemed like it was screaming yeah i like to shoot the chronograph yeah and i
0: probably will i'll go back to go back to the shop sometime and and shoot it through chrono and see how it's doing it was nice though to be able to pull a bow back it's something that i've I've longed to do ever since my my injury happened uh i wanted to get back into the bow hunting that's I bought a crossbow, I used the crossbow, but everybody that knows me, you and Nick have talked to me more than anybody about how I wanted to get back to shooting my bow, and tonight I got to do it. I mean, I got to stroke some off, and it was it was great. I mean, I, I felt good about it. So,
1: Nick, what you got over here? I, I've been sitting here brainstorming some ideas, and I thought it would be a good time. What about bringing up some late-season hunt, Georgia hunting? You know, it's getting hard, weather's getting cold. Food's getting scarce. Get on the
2: food. Get on the food. Get some, uh, um, get some of them yellow acorns out there. It's legal in Georgia. Throw them out. Get some of that Suprema tracks out there, with a with a permission
1: if you're on somebody else's property.
2: Oh,
0: absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: If you're, yeah. yeah. Um, but what do you think? I mean, you. What do you think about late season Georgia hunting?
0: Late season hunting to me is all about getting on the foods. If you got food plots in, you're going you're going to have a good late season. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're going to struggle they are going to come in there at night. They're not going to be as apt to come in and try to get, you know, something killed. They're not going to come to the food. It, I've noticed on all my cameras, as far as feeders go, they're coming in at night. And they're consistently coming in at night. And I think a lot of that has to do with them not having a huge area to browse in, or browse in, with like a food plot. So if mm-hmm. you've got a food plot in, you're smarter than, smarter than I was to get it in the ground. Yeah, I, I don't have one, so I'm
2: just going to be hunting food source. Yeah. And just... Seeing what happens.
0: Yeah. The abundance of acorns we had this year Man. was incredible. I mean, there's Big a pile control. in the woods still. And I think those deer are still going to be hammering. You them think them, you can so. still catch some
2: late season rut action? I'm I'm telling you right now, for the last several years, in northern Georgia even than here, up on some public land, we see it. Last year, December. Like after,
1: like after Christmas or?
2: No, right before Christmas though, yeah. which I start considering late December. Kind of late season, you know, beginning of January. So, but I think around us, it's pretty much done. Personally,
0: I mean, you're going to see, you're going to have those does that pop into estrus, and you're going to catch them running. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, you're going to have a late doe or two. You see it every year when the fawns Mm -hmm. they drop. But I don't like when when I get back from Iowa, my hunt's pretty much done. I've pushed hard in the Midwest. I've I've hunted hard through bow season. I've hunted, you know, my butt off around home. I may go set in the woods a morning or two. Tomorrow's going to be a, an awesome morning to be in the woods. If you're not there, I, I don't know what the date is today. It's uh, December 18th, December 19th. It's going to be cold, and it's, it's going to be, be cold. still. Yeah. I will tell you, though, got the V3 really
2: anxious to kind of get in the woods, and somebody left my freezer door open, so my freezer's empty. You need some so, meat.
1: Yeah. I need some meat. Looking I'm going for, in the morning. Looking for a few freezer queens,
0: but I will be taking I don't have no stand boat.
1: hung, though, so yeah. what do you think about we think about hunting on the ground late season.
0: Oh, you can hunt on the ground anywhere here. You taking your rifle? Yeah, I'm taking my rifle. Oh yeah. You can pile up on the ground, get in a good oak holler in a travel path, catch them slipping back to bed. I mean, you can crack one off. I mean, I, yeah. I don't. I never, with a with a rifle in my hand, I love sitting on the ground because if I sit in one spot and I don't walk like away, I bet it's you looking, don't sit
1: there ten minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> probably
1: not
0: <laughs> see them long legs cross the holler there he goes oh, boy i need to be Bad better to check out there. bowling water let and, me go over there and see what's going on yeah i'm not much of a sitter when it's on the ground that deer stand kind of locks me in on high ground that's and a lot I, of times what
1: i have to do i have to take my stand just to be still
0: but you'll you'll find i know you do it and cody does it and i, and I tend to do it you'll you'll keep the bow in your hand when you're when you're going late season just to, just because you enjoy it I, I mean, I do. do. Yeah. I love I loved to take my bow because I'd be more apt to shoot a doe with my bow if I had a mm-hmm. gun. I mean, I just like shooting them with that bow. I just enjoy it. I mean, and, but now if I'm trying to fill the freezer, I'm, I'm going to drag out 450 out. I got a buck I've been after all year, and, and if he keeps messing up and showing up, if he gets a little closer to daylight and it gets a little later on in the year, You can bet that old axe is gonna be sitting at the house. That four fifty Bushmaster is gonna be strapped across my lap because I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get that deer killed because he's a good one. We'll hear him shoot from the house so we can go help him. Yeah, you probably hear me holler because it broke my broke my back. That gun kicks like a rented mule. So (laughs) I, I, I think I've said that before. How how fun that gun is to kick. But late season hunting, get on the food. And I know I've got some friends. I talked to one earlier this week. They hunt down in Fulton County on some prime prime territory. And he called me and he said, Hey you want to go you get that bow tuned up let's go we can go shoot some does down here i mean difference like we were talking about earlier in the show about hunting up here and hunting in a place where there's a lot of deer it's suburban hunting and you're going to see a lot more deer and you're going to have a better opportunity so definitely i think anybody's got an opportunity just get your butt in the woods that's what we've said all along that's how right. you want to kill a big deer get in the that's woods right. that's right. no secret to it just get in the woods Put yourself in a position like old Red does eating his sausage biscuit. They' gonna come running through there like they always do. seems like he always finds one just' slipping along, and I'm sure he's probably got one tied out for a little bit later in the year. so what else you got, Nick? Anything?
1: I don't think so. I think I' was, <clears throat> think I'm good, pretty much parched,
0: as we said earlier in the show we uh, we wanted to have Cody on with us tonight, Cody Mayo he was unable to make it we'll reschedule him for a later date next tuesday 10th episode is going to be dropping uh, we're going to record it we will probably drop it on wednesday morning we got a legend buck slayer probably killed bigger deer than i'll ever see in my entire life mm-hmm. he's a hammer on the deer and he's going to be somebody fun and excited to get on and talk Good with. guy yeah, very good guy. Good Does a lot. Does a lot, and he's excited to get on and talk with us. So I ain't going to drop his name just yet. We'll, we'll start kicking that around a little bit. Giveaway still going on uh, for the basket that we posted earlier on Facebook. You can check it out on there. You can see it. It's a wooden box basket. We got a few little adult beverages scattered in it, maybe some hand wipes, peanuts, some Choctaws in there. It's a nice box Linda Cartwrighter up in Iowa made for us. Um, she sent it home with me to Georgia And uh, definitely want to shout out to Linda for doing a great job on that. As always, please head over to our social media platforms over on Facebook. Catch us on Instagram. You can catch us on YouTube. You're going to see some of these videos that we've been talking about popping up we got some lineups coming up for some videos we're going to shoot. <laughs> going to do a bow review when I get everything tuned in on mine, do a full review on Cody's bow, and we look to hopefully get that third bow in the mix. Maybe after mm. a gentleman will buy him a set of tires or two. I'm not sure if he'll ever get those. By. Go buy some Kumos or some Cooper yeah, CTS just... Tiger Paws or something. <laughs> Nick, with being cheap, just get it done. Gosh, put it on your credit card, Dale. You can pay all year long. Mm-hmm. It's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> We love. appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. It's been a fun episode. We'll catch y'all next time. For everybody at Talk About It Outdoors, it's Nick, Alex, and Cody. Remember as you go, smile all the way, and don't forget to mouth the memories.